And welcome, everyone, to Greetings from Beyond Radio, and we're coming live at you, especially after the Thanksgiving break. And we told you guys, look, family's more important. You don't need our show getting in the way. Uh, Vicki, how was your Thanksgiving? Um, very non-traditional. I fell asleep on the couch, and we ordered Chinese food. But... I had a Friendsgiving the Sunday before that had, you know, all the trimmings and I had my friends over. So I consider that my real Thanksgiving. But, hey, the Chinese food worked in a pinch on Thursday. So. All right. That works. That works. So let's get through everything we usually have to get through and uh, introduce our guests uh, for the evening. And uh, I'm excited about this guest. Uh, Spotify, uh, Facebook, you can listen to us there and watch us on, on Facebook, YouTube, definitely watch us there and listen to us. iHeart, Parallax, Amazon Music, Podcast Index, Samsung Podcast, uh, Listen Notes, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Pandora, and of course, Apple Podcast, wherever any podcast devices are available. I always have to say that. And uh, as usual, our contact affiliate support pages, and we have Trinity Paranormal Investigations of Long Island, and of course, my fan page, everything Rich Valdez, demonologist, and readings by Vicky, right down there. See, I don't have to do the thing anymore. I can do that. Okay. And if you ever want to contact me for any interviews, you can contact our lovely, my lovely manager and producer, Jen Richardson, right there. And uh, <clears throat> this uh, this evening, we're going to have a very, very special guest, someone that. Uh, you know, I just, I happened to be on Hulu one day and I, I said, there's got to be something new, something to watch, you know, and all of a sudden I see this show and it says living for the dead. I was like, I wonder what this is about. Started watching. I was like, pleasantly surprised. And let me tell you something, what a cast, what a crew. And they are truly, I, I would love to have much like we had the cast of, of the show that I was on, on our show with Vicky, I'd love to have the whole cast here if possible, because they are truly amazing. The whole cast from up and down, we have Juju Bay. I love Juju Bay. Ken, uh, Ken Bagel, which, you know, Boggle, sorry. Just kidding. Uh, Ken Boggle. Must be hungry. 
<laughs> I know, which we, we will be having on very, very soon. We have Roz Hernandez, another Latina and Latino here, and Alex LeMay and Logan Taylor. And narrating is Miss Kristen Stewart. And for those of you that don't know Kristen Stewart, lift the rock you're under. That's all I got to say. But let me tell you something. This show is great. And with no further ado, Mr. Ken Boggle, come on board. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Again. <laughs> there, there I am. Hi. Oh, please do. take my ugly mug off of there. Put his and and no, no. No, no. Come on, Jen. You know, you're better than this. Oh, God. No, no. Nice brings though. Hi. There, okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Welcome to the show, Ken. Um, it's it's a pleasure. Uh, I had to have you on the show because I'll tell you why. I had never in all the years, and I've been doing this for 39 years, ever seen anyone use tarot cards for paranormal investigating. And I have to say, and, and, and Vicky and I, we were discussing this earlier and I said, you know, it's, it's really a, a, a way of just honing your gift through the cards to see what spirit I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump on. on. I'm going to jump on really quick. It's because you're my favoriteist. And I told him that you had to be on the show. <laughs> that too. <laughs> i'm telling you she is your number one fan for sure okay next thing you know i'm going to come down down to the room and she's going to have pictures of you all over the place it's going to be scary <laughs> it's, it's like one of those... <laughs> it's happened. i know i'm sorry yeah yeah it's already been a thing yeah i use um the first thing i always do when i go into a paranormal investigation is i do like just a regular reading from my own gut and then i sit down with the cards and i do a yes or no spread to determine if what i've picked up has valid or if it's valid and then i use an explorative spread that helps me sort of uh understand what's happening in the location and then if there is an entity that's involved i use uh a, what's called a, a mirror spread that um it helps me understand kind of like what the entity is or what the spirit is, what the purpose is, what the motivations are. Like nobody else in the world has this spread. I'm the only person that does it. And so uh, I find it to be incredibly useful. I had, I, I have done paranormal investigations for 15 years. I've, I've not used cards and then I have used cards. And the reality is that it helps a lot because not only with the cards do you get to understand what's happening in the house, but you can also take the cards and understand what's going on with the people who are working or living in that environment. And that uncovers quite a lot that they don't tell you in an initial, in an initial interview or something like that. Yeah. For someone who's not familiar, let's just go ahead. Can you give us a, a brief rundown of Tarot 101? How Ooh. would you explain it to somebody who knows nothing about it? I've done it for, Vicky, I've done it for 31 years, sis. Like, it's hard to nutshell it, but here we go. Uh, tarot reading is a form of cardomancy where 78 cards encapsulate nearly every single aspect of life, circumstances, and people. And the cards are shuffled while thinking of a question uh, or uh, a topic. 
and then they are laid out in a pattern called a spread. This spread uh, will work with the meanings of the cards and your intuition to give you an overall picture of guidance, clarity, answers, or predictions that you need to provide the client you're with or that you need provided for yourself. Okay. And Is that you okay? Uh, was that good? <laughs> no, that, that was actually excellent. I know at okay. one time my, my daughter had um, expressed an interest in tarot. So, you know, she was looking at the little guidelines, but trying to use her intuition at the same time. And it's not something that was really her thing. And um, yeah, she just didn't, it just wasn't her thing. Can you pick up on that whether it really was her thing and she should go back to it? It's you know? everybody's. It's absolutely everybody's thing. She had Every a hard time looking at what it said that they were supposed to mean and then what was coming to her head. And I told her, you need to look more about what's coming into your head. Okay. And so let's, talk. let's talk. Okay. The, the tarot is a language. Each card is its own phrase. And inside of that card, there's a meaning, there's symbols. Each symbol is a word that, that builds that, that phrase. So the important thing to do when you start reading tarot is to not read it intuitively. That's not at all what you do. First thing you have to do is you have to read it from a place of intellect. You have to understand the, the vocabulary. You have to understand this language. It, and each deck slightly differs from the other. So it might just be that she didn't find a deck that really resonated with her that right. she could kind of really dive into because if you find a deck that you you can enjoy you dive into it in a way that kind of envelops you and you don't want to stop learning it and, and before you know it you've you know put in eight weeks worth of work and you have an understanding of this language this vocabulary then you're able to throw the cards down into a spread or a pattern whichever and then you're able to kind of use your intel, your intuition to read them, because tarot is fifty is fifty fifty. It is fifty percent intelligence as it is fifty percent intuition, and you have to have both of these things to read tarot. I've not met somebody who's so you can be as intuitive as a potato and read tarot, but you have to learn the language first. Because think like this: if you were to try to explain to somebody how to cook a cheeseburger. And you didn't have the vocabulary of beef, burger, frying pan, bun, cheese. You would have a hard time, wouldn't you? I mean, if you just tried to explain it from a place of your gut, it would be really difficult, I think, to teach somebody how to make a cheeseburger. Where am I at now? Anyway, you get the point. You have to learn the vocabulary. You can only draw from what your brain uh, has in its reserves. You can only You can only draw from what you know. And so that's why it's important when I teach tarot classes that the first thing I tell them is absolutely under no circumstance do you read these things intuitively. You understand the, the cards first, and then I'll show you how to read them intuitively. Yeah, because she yeah. whooped out her little instruction book every time she pulled a card. She goes, okay, this one means blah, blah, blah. So she tried that, but then she was like, if you, anyway, I just don't think it was her thing. We did have her like really feel which deck she wanted, which one she was drawn to to try to, to figure out which one to use, but it just, it didn't work out. Maybe she can take your class. Yeah. Have her take the class. It's an eight week course and you have homework and it's not meant for people who are going to just be flippant about it. Not that she is, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's a huge commitment <clears throat> because I teach tarot the way that I was taught to read tarot and it's really hardcore. It's, it's a course, but by the time it's over, you get to use cards in a way that, uh, 
will shake you. It will it'll rattle what you think about uh, the, the value of these 78 cards. It really, it can change your life. I know I've helped people change their lives. Tarot has changed mine. Um, not just from reading it for others, but for reading it for myself. So yeah, maybe her thing is Oracle cards, maybe. Okay. Maybe. What's, the, yeah. what's the technical difference? With most Oracle cards, the difference is that the, the imagery is less mystic it's less symbolic and there's more writing on the card like you actually get the name of what you drew instead of having to know that oh, yeah. you're looking at the emperor versus looking at the king of swords and what's minor versus what's major arcana uh, i'm sure everybody at home is freaking bored as hell right now but that's the difference Do you, or, the oracle cards kind of have a little a little advice or a little tagline for lack of a better word a little phrase at the bottom that kind of goes with the image so you still use them intuitively it's not it's a, it's not that you have no into new no intuition uh needed for for oracle you still do but it's i don't know it's just softer and it's more obvious and it's less mystic uh oracle is kind of just very pleasant and, and easier you know, well, um, I have a question of, uh, actually, it's a two-parter, but I'm going to start off with who came up with the term living for the dead? And I find it very fascinating. Roz. So what ha happened was <laughs> um, <clears throat> there were some suggestions that came down from the powers that be as to what the show titles would be. Uh, initially, the show was called Spooky Bitches. <laughs> And I think it should, still should have been. I, yeah, I, in fact, when they said to me, this show's called Spooky Bitches, I said, well, then I have to be on it. <laughs> like, you can't you can't have a show called Spooky Bitches and me not be a part of it, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but um, they gave us these other suggestions because there is some negative connotations to the word spooky. We did want to reach a broader audience in terms of age range. So the word bitches was not really going to work that well. I'm not even sure I'm allowed to use it on your podcast. I'm sorry if I've got somebody in trouble. No but, um, but That's why we have the disclaimer at the beginning. Cool. So um, Roz, I think in a matter of minutes said, living for the dead is the way to go. Uh, in her infinite greatness, she was right. So I yeah, we have, we have my... We have our Roz to thank for that. Uh, I, I love Roz and her donut fits, uh, quite frankly. <laughs> I, I, I have to say it. Best part I of the show, though, is when, when she's talking about how she uses donuts as a coping mechanism. And, yeah. and Kristen says, I think there might be a hole in your plan. I'm like, yes. The dad, the dad jokes with Kristen are real. <laughs> I, she's, so, she's such a dad. It's crazy. Well, she, you know what she ensues more than anything else is that she's truly, you guys, she's the heart and lead of this team, but you guys all work so well together. That's what I love about the show because you work well off of each other. It's very much the same thing they said about the show that I was on. They were surprised on how quickly we bonded. And um, there, there, there were a few things i didn't agree with and a few things i i did uh i'm i'm more of the black sheep of that group 
if anything, uh, you and I will have a discussion one day, I'm sure, and possibly more than likely work together. Who knows? But um, when it comes to you guys working together, you guys, I mean, it was it was like everything just like you were talking about. You, you need to have the hamburger cheese and everything, and you need to have that. You guys just you brought it together, literally. But Roz, in many ways, was the glue. And and the and and she's the she was a very good leader in my opinion. Um, well, I have to stop you immediately because it's a fix. Sure. There's oh there's come absolutely on. No, there's, there's <laughs> absolutely no leader in living for the dead. No leader, and the, and that is the reality of it. That's how we work so well together. There is no leader, and I the see. glue okay. that keeps us together is a respect for each other. So it's gotcha. not like and and uh, people have said. Like, uh, Ken, you're the leader. Or obviously, you're the leader. And I'm like, there's no leader. Um, we, Where would we be without Juju-based spiritual work? She leads that portion. That's her lane. Where would we be without Logan's mediumship work? He's the best medium I've ever met in person. Um, well, he's in my top three. And we, he is the leader of that lane. Nobody does what Alex does with tech. She's the leader of tech. Roz is the leader of research and investigation. I'm the leader of paranormal investigating in tarot. And, you know, I think the, I think it would be very dangerous for us as a group. If anybody ever said, Oh, this is the leader or that's the leader. No, what we do as a group. And we made this decision from the jump was we were all going to stay in our lane. We would all respect each other. We would all love each other and we would work together and do it better than anybody else ever has. And I think we've done all those things. I, I, I am totally convinced because I, I, I got, I, I think I liked all of, all of the episodes, but I had two episodes that I liked the best, but which episode, which case terrified <laughs> you the most? And I think I know which one it is, but come on. Obviously, bro. The Clown Motel is the oh. serious thing. That, Clown Motel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I totally let me get it together. Let me let me get let me get it together. Yeah, I'm sorry, PTSD. I get it. I'm actually, I'm actually better. Honestly, Rich, I'm better now with clowns than I was before I went there. I mean, you spend a week somewhere that it has your biggest fear in it that you have to face every single moment. Uh, Michelle LeBron, Michelle LeBron, I love her. Hi, babes. This chick, love her. Follow her on social media. She's got a great TikTok too. Um, sure. And I respect her as a researcher. She's phenomenal. Okay. Um, but I like I spent a week at the Clown Motel it, it immersed in my biggest fear. And um and it was haunted. <laughs> like, I mean, this is the this is like the premise of you know poltergeist. It was a nightmare. But I'm I'm better off now because exposure therapy is a thing, I guess. Why do you think so many people are afraid of clowns though? I never understood that. Um I think it has a lot to do with understanding that there's a human being there, but they're so covered that you don't see the real them. And there's a disconnect between our inherent uh, evolutionary habit of seeing and, and understanding and then breaking down and, and connecting. I think when you have the hair and the mask and the, the makeup and, and these clothes, and I, I think it, I think it's unsettling to that evolutionary trait. But in my case, it was Stephen King's It. 
Let's remember that Michael Myers was dressed as a clown when he killed his sister. Let's remember John Wayne freaking Gacy. That was a clown situation. I mean, it's just not good for me, bro. I can't, I can't say that I like clowns at all. But um, I, 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 can, <laughs> I can report that I'm doing better now than I was. I actually uh, went to, uh, went downtown and there was a guy dressed as a clown and it was a scary, freaky clown, but I coped. I went to Scarefest here in Lexington, Kentucky with uh, Shane Pittman was there and Ray Causey and uh, Dave Schrader, Amy from 28 Days was there. And there were clowns walking by. I didn't scream. I didn't lose my goods. I would, if it was unsettling, I would just breathe and look away. But yeah, I mean, that was the most unsettling place for me because I mean, clowns, <laughs> they're terrible. I don't like them at all. Yeah, I, I've not never been. Clowns have always given me the heebie-jeebies. They never bothered I, me. I, ever since Poltergeist, ever since freaking Poltergeist, and there was one episode also of Fantasy Island where this clown was just sitting there. I'm not even going to send it to to you know Ken because he'll get upset at me. Uh, and it just got up, and it was apparently some guy. It was supposed to be a huge doll of a clown, and it just got up off the chair and started doing this crap. And I was like. Hell no, no, no. That's where I called it quits. But yeah, it's just, it's like what he stated. I think it's, you know, there's a human beneath all that makeup. They're trying to make you laugh and that laugh can sometimes become somewhat creepy. And there was an experiment that they did with you. And I really feel you connected big time with whatever was there because it, it, it was the deprivation, um, uh, uh, experiment where wow yeah, yeah your empathy was full on in that episode i'll tell you that much well the the thing about it is that uh the, like a couple of days before we left to go film uh elaine white said is anybody afraid of clowns i was like i am and she's like okay cool she's the showrunner she's like okay cool and then uh, <coughs> then she said, uh, Ken, what is the number one thing that absolutely cannot happen to you on the show? I said, I never take a hat off. Don't I'm always in a hat. Never should I have my hat taken off. Okay, cool. So we're at the Clown Motel, and then my, my friends, <laughs> these four people that I have lived with and worked with, and my friends then said, here's an idea, Ken. Why don't we take you to the lobby of the Clown Motel? Not just that we're going to a Clown Motel. We're going to take you to the clown motel lobby where there's 2000 clowns. You're going to take your head off and put a headphone set on. And I was like, this is everything I don't want to do. <laughs> but, um, and, and also the thing about the clown motel was in that moment, I was hearing voices coming from underneath the building. So it wasn't just that I was picking up the things that were, that were being said and asked of me in the cemetery with Juju and Alex. I was also picking up things that were happening with Logan and Roz in a completely separate area away from the lobby. That's right. And I was picking yeah. up things from under the floor. And there was this massive seven-foot shadow that looked so much like a like the shadow of a clown just like circling me like a shark. And the, the reality of the show is that everything there that happened happened. It's all real. But they did edit me to look a lot braver than I actually was. At one point, Logan said, and it didn't make it on the show, but... He said, go get Ken. He's going to have a heart attack. And I get that I'm the oldest, most unhealthy one of all of us. But like, boy, he was not wrong. Like, there's no lie detected. I, I, I could have died. I could have died. 
it, like I was shaking. I couldn't breathe. My chest was constricting. I was sweating. Like you can see the veins in my head popping. It was, it was, it was hard. It's hard to watch. Like I, I, I've watched the show probably the whole series, maybe 12 times over and over. And I still, I can't sit in the room when that one's on it. it it's, it's, I, it's really hard to watch. You said you watch it over and you've watched it multiple times. What do you in particular, are you looking at your performance? Are you looking at overall show improvement? Are you reliving the moments? What are some of the reasons why you rewatch? I've, I've watched that show. Don't get emotional, Ken. Mm -hmm. I've watched okay. that show because it is probably the most important thing I've done with my life in about 24 years. I love the work. I love the people. I love, I miss them so much that I'll rewatch it just to spend time going back and having that feeling again. So I miss it a lot. Mm -hmm. Womp womp. You know, well, hopefully. Oh, now I have to smoke. Thanks, Vicky. <laughs> Sorry. Way to go, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> you made our guests cry and me too. Anyways, uh, you know, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> um, I loved all, all the episodes, but I had two. Well, no, actually, there were more than two. But the one that really came to mind was the last episode. I loved the last episode. The I, I'm not going to give it away because there's some people here that have and have not seen it. But let me just say this. The fact that it addressed something that was considered ugly back then and even to this very day they still do that one spirit and i'm trying to remember his name was it edwin Ed, yeah edwin i felt so bad for edwin especially when he started channeling and you could see the emotion coming through you could tell that even though he was the youngest one out of that family he was the one that had to had the brunt of everything all judging eyes on him yeah and the the end and i'm not to, i'm not going to ruin it i loved i loved the 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 ending that you guys had to celebrate that was awesome hands down yeah. hands down ken Pretty you guys cool. did a great job there i loved it you know i i'm so glad we didn't give any spoilers because that is one of the most impactful episodes and the thing about the series is that each episode is more impactful than the last yes and by the time it's done, if you make it through the journey, whether you agree with who we are as people or not, or whether you agree with our paranormal investigating techniques or not, which no paranormal investigation team will ever agree with the other. This is the most, it, this the paranormal investigation teams are cattier than a drag queen dressing room. They're, no, they're trash to each other. No. And, and so, but if you suspend all of your judgment of absolutely everything, <clears throat> and just stop judging and just watch it. There's something really profound that happens in this series we actually help the people and it's all organic. It's absolute, it, it's real hu raw human emotion. It's not contrived in any way and it's impactful to watch, but, but we also, as a team, we grow as a team and we, we astonish surprise and, and love each other and support each other and bicker and make jokes and tease and, and hold each other. And we're kind of a great big couple. 
<laughs> we're like a quintuple. Yeah, yeah uh, a quintuple group. Uh, it's just I think we all love each other in incredibly different ways, but it becomes a thing throughout the series that you really get to see, and it's it's beautiful. I think it's so beautiful. By the time you get to the eighth episode, you you see things in people differently than you did before, even if you were on the show, even if you were, you know, that kind of a thing. Living for the Dead is a, a mold-breaking paranormal docu-series. It breaks the mold. I agree. And I can only hope that one day, if you guys really need a demonologist, 36 Rich. years trained. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm there for you guys whenever you need me. Just put a call sure. in and I'm there. If, um, we, if we run into the issue... We'll have, we'll have, if Juju can't, if me and Juju can't handle that, then we'll call. Oh, back. I know that Juju's got her thing together. And let me tell you something. You know, it, it's funny. The first time I, I there was there was some some paragraph I had read where they they had actually put Juju down as a voodoo priestess, and I was like, wait a minute. Uh, and then I started watching the show, and she kept identifying herself as a spiritual healer and witch, and I was like. That makes more sense, but I can see where they possibly got her confused with the voodoo high priestess because, you know, her hair, you know, the way she wore her hair, the headdresses and all that stuff. But uh, I, I, I hate it when people tend to I look straight up. I hate labels. I can't stand it. if you're if you got a heart. All that matters is what's inside. I don't care how you identify yourself as long as what you're doing is good for people. That's what Vicky and I are in this for. And that's to help people. And. Yeah. That's where your show hit it right on the nose. You were helping people and yeah. you were doing it together. Yeah. The thing about Juju is that she just came back to Nigeria where oh. they actually, she became an, an, an actual priestess and uh, connected it in a deep spiritual way. I haven't even got all, she just got back. I don't even have all the details as to what all she did, but she went through, um, ancient traditions and rituals to my understanding and she juju is as advertised there's nothing about there's nothing about any of us that isn't as advertised we're so uniquely ourselves but yeah i think i think that she's a great mixing pot of of all kinds of really fantastic traditions i i think it would really be limiting to put a label on juju or any of us to, for that matter um you know, Alex is a tremendous tech guru, and she's incredibly sharp and, and tons of integrity. But her paranormal investigation skills are legit. Yep. And you know, Roz, great researcher, wonderful researcher. There are things that she said that surprised me. Edwin, for example, she came out with one little piece about Edwin that I was like, "Shut up!" Like I, that's you know, like I couldn't believe that she had discovered this. And, uh, but beyond that, she's got paranormal investigation skills too. So does Logan. So do I. It, I mean, it's just, it would be wrong to put big labels on, on any one of us, but Juju is uh, just a toolbox of greatness, a queen, a total queen. Agreed. Sure. Agreed. And, and like I said, you know, well, one thing that I, I, I loved about Ross was, you know, I mentioned earlier the donut, uh, situation and, and of course her, her comebacks. They, they were spot on at, you know, sp spoken like a true Latina, uh, just like, you know, me being Cuban, Latino, I have those comebacks too. And 
what I loved about her was also was the fact that she she always had even in the midst of something you know scary she still made you crack up no matter what and it wasn't yeah. just her it was everybody else but she always had something you know smart to say and not not you know i'd say smart alecky but i think the reason oh, i'm yeah, saying yeah you can yeah, yeah you yeah. can say that um but she's she, a comedian uh, too she's a comedian yes yeah i mean she's a comedian and you have to go to ghosted by Roz hernandez wherever you get your podcasts uh, she actually, in the month of October, did a week with each castmate. Each week was a different episode of One of Us. And uh, you gotta, it's, she's hilarious. I, there were times that she would do something and I couldn't stop laughing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, and at one point she was, at one point she was like, Ken, stop. You have to stop laughing. And I was like, uh, then I have to leave the RV <laughs> and I had to get out of the RV and I had to walk down the street, just laughing my ass off. Just like slapping these. It's great. She's phenomenal. So funny. So funny. So did any of the cast members know each other prior to the casting call? No, we didn't. Um, I think we knew some of us knew of each other, but we had never worked together. And, uh, Oh, hi, Nick Simons from, uh, yeah, Ghost Car. Hi, babe. And 28 Days Haunted, which was great. Um, we didn't know each other. And it's my understanding, something in the neighborhood of more than 7,000 people sent in requests to be on the show. It was in Whittled Down and Whittled Down and Whittled Down and Whittled to 12. And then they took the 12 of us and put us in the Haunted Mansion in Hollywood. Uh, it was so cool. And... Uh, then one at a time, people would just come in crying because they were they didn't make it. And by the time it was over, from seven thousand to seven, uh, they were like, "Okay, go home. We'll pick the we'll pick the spooky bitches out of you five. And so we went home, and uh, we all jumped on the same text message threads. All seven of us. It was about two and a half months before we heard anything, and then they finally, late December, said, "Okay, ta-da, you are these five. And we all immediately left the seven group person chat and got into our own five person chat. And then I think it was that night we all called each other on FaceTime in in Messenger and we played games together. We got to know each other. We started sharing our lives with each other. We we really went for the gold in terms of being able to connect with each other and learn each other. We tried really, really hard. Um, and I think in a lot of ways that's worked out well for the production company and the network, but in other ways, I think maybe it, it didn't because when there's something that's not quite right and one person says, wait a minute, then the other four <laughs> cross arms and we say, wait a minute. And, we're the, we, we, and I mean, and then like the mile always, I was like, well, y'all, y'all told us to be friends. Like you told us to take care of it. Like you told us to do this, you know, like this is your fault. And uh, it was like, at one point there was something that came up that was really offensive and uh, to, to Juju and to our community. And we discovered it and uh, we were all out in the parking lot and everybody was going to pick up cameras and leave. And we said, nope. And we all five got out of the car. And we all five stood there and said, this is our issue and we want to be heard. Thank God, Scout Productions 
and Elaine White and anybody else that was involved in the show would listen and they would take us, they would take what we had to say and they would, they would follow through on it. It wasn't, I mean, how could they not all five of us just standing there like looking like the X-Men of, of paranormal activity, you know? Um, but yeah, it was, it was a thing where we just sort of really take care of each other. And, and now we call each other all the time. I was just on the phone with, with Ross and Alex last night. <laughs> I'm going to call Logan later today, like later tonight, I'm going to be calling Logan so we can talk. And I think, I think the girls are really tight. I think they're, they're a really good tight knit group. And then, you know, me and Logan were like the boys and we just sort of like, you know, do the boy thing and, and uh, talk filth and drink coffee and shoot our mouth off. And the girls do the same thing, but just, different <laughs> I mean, but anyway no yeah long story short so sorry i rambled but we're we're a phenomenal team of people who who surprised me because i'm shocked that you can have five such totally different people come together to form anything close to unity it's it's odd to, to think that we're all completely different. We all have different approaches, different perspectives, different cultures, different backgrounds, different histories, different paths, but we all come together for one purpose and we did exceptionally good with that. And, you know, we were just there to help people and it was phenomenal. We did a great job at it. I'm telling you, if you ever want to have a paranormal slumber party, I'd be the one that want to have one with you guys because, I mean, you, you made it seem like, it was a breeze, but it was an adventure all at the same time. And that's because you guys worked very, very well together. And that that's that's saying a lot. From uh, Nick Simmons, that's so cool, way different from the 30, from the 28 experiences. I'm glad your casting experience was way better. Um, I hate to hear that. That's such a bummer. But they did great cast. Like, the people who were selected were pretty awesome. But Nick Simons threw down some real honesty in that series and it was uh by all measures an uncomfortable thing for him to have to do but he still dealt with what he dealt with i don't want to give his show away either but um at one moment on 28 days haunted he says something that's like hey this ain't right and he calls yeah. it on the table and he sorts it out so nick simons is totally my kind of person i i think he's phenomenal and i adore him and I have for years. I have for years. It's been. I was still married when I met Nick and Aaron. So that's how long wow. ago that was. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, you've been getting a lot of love on the chat from uh, Jenny Davis, uh, Olga Bennett. Love Jenny. Uh, let's see. Yes, Jenny. I've been friends with Jenny. She's. I think she was 14, 15 years old when I first met her. She's now a, a young woman. John Covey. George Shaw. Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Uh, uh, we have, of course, you know, Jen already. She's one of your biggest fans. She's creating a collage as we speak uh, of you. <laughs> Michelle LeBaron, uh, which I've heard that name before. I've heard Michelle before. I, I just don't know where I've heard that name before, but she, I think we may have to get Ghost Magnet. Ghost Magnet on TikTok. You've got to follow Michelle LeBron. She's phenomenal. I'll do better than that. I'll get her on the freaking show, for God's sake. No, but I'd to. also... I'd have to get you guys too, because I mean, can you imagine it'd be like all these little squares in the Brady Bunch kind of thing, but paranormal? Oh my God. The reality is <laughs> we call meetings so frequently, the five of us, 
we ask for meetings so frequently with the production company and different people who are involved in publicity and things and like different parts because we are all very the five of us are like we're nobody's doing anything without us like we're we're gonna steer this bus um so um we spend a lot of time in little boxes (laughs) it's like a perpetual brady bunch is is exactly (laughs) yeah yeah that's us a big gay brady bunch it's crazy (laughs) but the way i see it i mean you guys really bring things together i i love the show by the way it's amazing i'm gonna watch it again Thank you. Please do. Um, and any kind of support people give to me, if they understood exactly how much effort and hard work we all put into it, if they understood how much the show means to each one of us, from, from you know, Byron, the guy who, and Archie, who set up our microphones, to Elaine White, who was running it, the producers like CJ Romero and Kristen Stewart, to the five of us who were, who were there, on uh, in front of the camera if they knew how much the show meant to all of us they would understand just how incredibly grateful we are for them watching it them sharing it them promoting it you know uh, it just it just means the world to all of us jenny davis oh. i'm gonna watch it again i'm due for another reading for with mr boggle again yes do that yeah. do that go ahead vicky sorry i interrupted Vicky. Sorry, I was muting myself because my daughter was coming down the stairs. A little. Oh. little no, you're not going to show them how cute you are. Go. <laughs> Sorry, little background. Go ahead, Vicky. Um. So she just mentioned about getting a reading. So you offer tarot readings and and all that on a regular basis. How could someone get in touch with you for that? If you would like to see me in person for readings, you have to come to the Crystal Coven in Winchester, Kentucky, Earth Alchemy in Frankfort, Kentucky, Fabled Forest in Georgetown, Kentucky, or the mystical market that happens every month in Kentucky, or come to the conventions I'm at. Um, Otherwise, the best way to get a reading from me is uh, by going to kenboggle.com, going to the readings page, fill out the form, it goes to my assistant, Mary, and Mary will put you on the schedule. So you, I don't just do the readings. I also offer psychic development classes online or in person. I also do um, uh, tarot classes online or in person. In fact, I did two psychic development courses today uh, with people who were, one was in Kentucky, one was out of state. So there's a lot that I do. Just fill out the form, tell Mary what it is that you need from me and what you'd like to have done and she'll prepare you for the rest of it. Mary's amazing too. She's an amazing assistant. Yeah, but don't let Mary fool you. Don't let Mary fool you. She's she's amazing and a consummate professional. Lovely. But Mary will cut you. <laughs> like Mary, <laughs> Mary's worse than Roz. Like Mary's for real? She, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's she can she's she is a really good protector of me. She protects me, she takes care of me, she puts the schedule together. Uh, in fact, honestly, I'm surrounded by the most amazing women in the entire world. Uh, you know, Mama Kim, who's been my companion, my travel buddy, my assistant when I'm out doing things. Uh, she's my family. Uh, we're, we're not blood related, but we've worked together for so long now that I have holidays at their house. You know, my Adam and Mackenzie, her son and daughter, they've become my brother and sister. Their children call me Uncle Ken. But then I've got Shannon Tipton at the Crystal Coven and uh, Sarah Began at 
uh, Earth Alchemy and uh, Bobby Craig at Fabled Forest and Nicole Griffith from Scarefest and Mystical Market, and Mary who does my my online scheduling and stuff. I, the honest truth is I, I am only as good as the women who, who support me. They're phenomenal people, phenomenal, you know? And then I get to work with Juju Bay and Roz Hernandez and Alex LeMay, like I'm surrounded by great women. And then before that was Elizabeth Saint for crying out loud. Elizabeth Saint, like the most amazing chick in the entire, I just I love, I'm just really grateful for the women in my life. They've made me, uh, they make me be better and they keep me on track and they keep me safe and I love it. I definitely have to say that, you know, if it, it, we are a byproduct of the people that we surround ourselves with and without them, you know, I mean, it, you know, energy is like energy. And, and if we attract that, that positive energy, and I'm always one of those that I stay away from the politics, I stay away from all the BS that's out there in social media. And I just keep to myself. And I think that's why I, I, I don't have much of a following, but I kind of like it that way, because to be honest with you, I like to go underneath the radar and help people. Just today, I had to do two phone calls with two clients that are in totally different cities. But you know what? That's what we are all about. All three of us here and including Jen uh, behind the scenes. And from what I hear, you know, uh, I don't I don't know. But uh, Mary sounds dangerous. But uh, she's so great. <laughs> Um, yeah, I left <laughs> Kristen out of me saying how amazing the women in my life are. I left Kristen out, which is a mistake because Kristen Stewart, <laughs> Kristen Stewart is iconic and she's, she's amazing. She's so cool. Um, yeah, so I am. Yeah, I agree with you. Surround yourself with great people and great things will happen. I'm a positive thinker and forward thinker, uh, Ken. So the, uh, what are your plans for the future with this show? I would like uh, to help more people because of the show. I'd like to be able to have a bigger platform to do more with my charity work that I do. I would like to have the show be, reach an even broader audience because so far there's been a lot of really great messages that come through about how, how the show has positively affected people's lives. So I, I need more of that in whatever capacity that has to happen. It has to happen. I don't, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I just know that I am my brother and my sister's keeper, that there's no reason for me on earth except for to be my brother and sister's keeper. And this show is helping me do that in a number of ways. So I just need that to keep going so that I can keep being my ultimate purpose. And if that, if that happens and you know, rainbows and, and candy canes it's everything's groovy as long as that happens but um i if i had like one thing i'd love to do with the show is i'd like to hunt big for it because Why? i want to see ross hernandez in stilettos hiking up a muddy ass hill i need, <laughs> I need uh, to see my i need to see no you didn't no you, you know, didn't it's like a thigh high patent leather white boot you know, with those heels, she's already saying tall. She puts these heels on. It's like Shaquille O'Neal. It's like, oh my God, Ross. She's so gorgeous. Oh, Lord. It's, it's unsettling how beautiful she is. But to see her crawl up a muddy mountain looking for Bigfoot, I, that's um, that's goals. That's oh, like I, that's, I'm I'm going to appeal to our our producer real quick because I think we're running out of time. 
Uh, but I'd like for her to show some of the reviews that your show got. And there's right. a reason I want these reviews that were, uh, I, I, I had to look it up because I was like, man, this, this is impressive. And I, and also on IMDb super inclusive and honest next inclusive and full of heart next, please. Inclusive and real. Now, kids, what's the word of the day? Inclusive. Very good. Inclusive. Yeah. Because, and I'm, I'm going to say this, <clears throat> there are too many people out there working way too hard to step on each other to become exclusive when we should all be inclusive. Okay? Yeah. I am sick and tired of this you know, it's all me, 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 me. No, 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 no. It's all about us. It's all about us helping each other and helping yeah. the cause of being us. Living for the dead. Look at this incredible crew right here, okay? See, I kind of like wedge myself somewhere. I don't know, like, Rich, I, stop. I can't You're not going to be on the show. You're not going to be I know, on but I can't. There's, you know, it's... There's it's, no room. Ross is too there's big. There's no more room, baby. There's no room in that RV. Ross is too big. The RV Ross is, is too big. <laughs> Look at me and my friends. Oh, <laughs> Look, I'm all like in it now. I'm like, oh, that's I'm so telling great. you that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I remember this one and the chandelier moving on you guys. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. I kind of showed For my those ass. Of you that have not seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I kind of showed my ass a little bit in that episode, actually. You know, it, it, every episode had its own life of its own. I will tell you this much. And, uh, Waverly Hills, for example. Wow. Uh, all I'm going to say is that is one big place. And I'm sure you guys weren't able to, you know, invest. You were able to investigate everything. We went through that building. Like the whole place? Yeah, we, we, didn't, go, we didn't go outside of the main, you know, the, the main structure. We Yeah, we, well, like, I've never the been grand, there. We didn't go, we didn't go to the ground. But that building, I mean, we were in Louisville for two weeks. Like, we we gave that place its due oh, diligence. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking about 16-hour days. Did you get to see the death tunnel? tunnel? Yeah, we were in the death tunnel. Oh, yeah, I know that. And uh, there's a lot. There's oh, so that was, much. That, that did, what did you feel there? Uh, other than claustrophobic. Um <laughs> We had <clears throat> disembodied voices. We had um, inexplicable movement. We had um, a, a, a pretty good mix of everything. The, 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 the problem with living for the dead is that there's so much that happened. Each episode could have been a two-hour movie. And in fact, it's shot like a movie. It, it's so shot. It's, so, it's shot with such... And cinematography, like cinematography, it's it's so beautifully done that it feels like a movie. There's a lot of people who are like, "Wait, is this even real?" Because it feels like I'm watching a movie. I'm like, "No, it's real. We just, it just looks great." But um, 
which is also mold breaking because we're all very used to static cams and, you know, screaming in the dark to provoke spirits. We didn't do any of that. But um, there was so much that happened. It's hard to put it into just like 50 minutes, you know. So there's big chunks of time that we spent that you don't see. And, for example, we did a spirit board session at the Copper Queen where we had an amazing paranormal experience that is not on the show. Um, also, we had uh, things happen like stuff being thrown when the cameras weren't rolling because we were living in these environments or in the RV, you know, or, you know, we, we were, we were always involved somehow in the process of what was happening. And uh, it was just, it just such a bummer. Not all of it got to make it on the show because if you could see Logan Taylor jump up during that spirit board message thing that we did, because we did this like spirit board moment <laughs> Out of nowhere, you hear boom, and it sounded like it came from the piano that's in the lobby. But then it sounded okay. like it came from the other side of the wall. Logan leaps like Logan. Logan Taylor left his body, and his body was trying to catch. It's very Scooby Doo, like like trying to get out. And you can't leave a spirit board session unless you close it down. Like that's that's like Victorian etiquette one hundred and one. So like I grabbed him mid air. And I pulled him down. I was like, stick your ass down. I was like, don't lose the circle, you know? And um, and uh, then we closed the circle up. And then, like, I ran. And we, like, I ran behind the wall. And I thought, I'm going to punch this wall really, really hard. And I'm going to prove that somebody in this group has hit this wall and caused that sound, right? So I hauled back and I punched this wall as hard as I could. Nobody warned me that the wall was made of cement and rock. And so I pull back and start screaming like a sixth grade girl. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Elaine White and Victoria uh, and uh, Olivia, uh, Elaine White and Olivia uh, said, you know, Ken, you're really here to shuffle cards and hunt ghosts. Maybe don't break your hands. Yeah, right. But we, we, uh, we opened up the piano. We looked inside the piano. We went all around the place. Like, you don't get to see those things because there's such a short amount of time that you have, you know? Maybe they can keep it for the blooper reels. I don't know. I mean, I know they had plenty for the, our, our roundtable discussions, but I do remember the grueling hours, uh, and it was it was filmed in, in all I'm going to say is California. I can't say actual, actual location, <clears throat> but we, we did the 6, uh, what was it, uh, 7.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. all the way through filming, and I was like, dude, I can't anymore. Can we take a break? Oh, yeah, take a five-minute break. You're kidding, right? Yeah. And that's all you got. Yeah. You know, it's you're on a schedule. So I totally feel you guys there. Uh, well, what are your, your future plans? I'm sorry. Go on. Well, I was just going to speak to that. Like at the House of Wheels, this is in Cleveland, Ohio uh -huh. in February. And the place is like Swiss cheese. It's just like a wind tunnel. Ugh. And there we all were huddled, the five of us, like a flock of pigeons huddled <laughs> next to each other. And I mean, I'm in my bowler hat and coat upon coat and scarf and gloves. And everybody in that cast had hand warmers in their shoes, hand warmers in their pockets. The girls put hand warmers in their bras. I, Logan might have had one down his shirt. I don't know if that boy stays hot. So I don't know what my boy, what my baby boy did, but I'm sure he did something. And coffee and coffee and coffee for, for hours. And I mean, 
overnight. It just it was insane. The, I mean that happened. I mean it was inc incredibly uncomfortable. Um, but it was a great episode. That is my favorite episode, The House of Wills. Uh, the there's a will, there's a sleigh. So good. Yeah, and it was freezing from what I could tell. Vicky, you have any oh, questions? Cool. No, I mean you didn't you didn't get to see the episodes prior to their release, or did you get a preview? So the five of us <laughs> got together and said, we want to see the show. And <laughs> They gave us one episode okay. that we watched with the network and the production company all at the same time. Two days later, we got on the phone together and we're like, that ain't enough. That ain't enough. That ain't, everybody's like, that ain't enough. You know, we're all on the phone. So we go back and we say, that ain't enough. And so we go to Scout Productions and the bombers are like, that ain't enough. We need more. We need more. So we got for 24 hours, we got all eight episodes about two and a half weeks before it aired. And we pulled an air mattress into the, the living room in my house. We pulled the air mattress into the living room. We made, you know, a bed, a makeshift bed. We ordered pizzas and it was just me and my partner uh, at the time. We, we just had this camp out moment and we watched every episode over and over. That, Vicky, honestly, that's when I was looking at technical stuff. That's when I was like, how did this look? How was that edited? How did this go? How, what was the vibe? What was the mood? What was the plot? Uh, did the message get lost? Was there, how, cause I'd never been on a reality TV series like that. So I was very afraid that truth would get murky and it didn't. I was so thrilled by it. So then it became a thing where I was just like watching it over and over and over and over again, because I was impressed, incredibly proud. So yeah, we, we got it for like two and a half weeks, but we only had it for, for like 24 hours to watch it. And I think I watched the whole series twice in that time. So 16 hours out of 24 hours I spent watching that show. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. We, only, we, we all, all got like maybe three minutes of our unfinished episodes when we went back to do pickup shoots and uh, never saw it until the actual release June 1st. And I was like, this is not how I saw it in my mind happening. Cause you know, ours was recreations and uh, it, it's always like the directors and producers can't get into your mind. So the way they do it was, it was kind of like, that's not really how it happened, but okay. I never say that. I never said that, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, but regardless, it's still an honor and, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Ken, uh, to even be, you know, in, in TV. You, you were honored to be on Hulu and I was honored to be on travel. Regardless, we got the, the message across. Um, I think my message was not really brought across right, but I'm glad you guys had the opportunity to do that. Well, we were blessed with people who wanted to hear what we had to say to the point where, um, when we did have breaks and we were traveling and stuff, we would sometimes run into each other and have dinner. Like the five of us stayed together. We were always a little, we were like a bubble, but we would run into like directors and uh, producers and showrunners. And we would sit down with, they would be with, uh, you know, other producers and things. We would sit right down and be like, got a concern. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got something we need to talk about. And they would hear us. And, and honestly, Elaine White and Olivia and CJ, all the producers, they are exceptionally intuitive. 
So they they were actually reading us in the moment. They knew what we wanted to, to present and they gave it to us. Uh, and we're we're all incredibly proud of that. And we're grateful to them for having done that. Scout Productions put together an amazing production team for us in that way. Thank God. So uh, we're coming to a close for you. I know you're sick. So am I. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It is what it is. But please give out uh, where people can reach you if they want a reading from you and what other conventions you're going to be doing in the near future. Right. So uh, if you want to shop Ken Boggle stuff, I've got merch, mugs, T-shirts. Very simple, very cool, very nice uh, stuff. And I've also got the official Ken Boggle bracelet by Moxie Malas. Um, that's all on kenboggle.com. If you want a reading, kenboggle.com. Um, um, all of my events and things, I have to I have to catch that up. I haven't done that. Gosh, if Mary would help me do that, I would be the luckiest man in the world. Um, <laughs> I dare not ask her for another thing, actually. But anyway, kenboggle.com, go to that. But I really ask that people connect with me through social media so share the show tag me in it and i Definitely. will see it i will follow you back we will have I, there's not a moment that someone emails me or or messages on social media that shares the show that i don't spend time talking to them i i am not the kind of person i'm not i'm just i'm not the kind of person who just says oh you know thank you for watching the show and that's it i don't do that i want to know how you are how you liked it you know how things are going if i have time i say happy birthday so follow me on social media it's all on it's all at ken boggle all one word no punctuation no fancy spelling ken boggle and uh if you if you want just google me you'll find me i promise we're definitely gonna do the the brady bunch you know everyone you i would know. love that. i'll have to i'll have to put a bug in everybody's ear about that Please, please do and let them reach out to, to Jen and she'll get everything together because next year is going to be a big year for everybody. I have that feeling. Good. We hope so. We hope so. Definitely. Ken, thank you so, so much for being on the show. It's been an honor to have you on. Totally my pleasure. You all take care. Thanks for having me on. Nice to meet you, Vicky. Nice to nice meet you too. Y'all take check, care. Check your, check your Facebook friend request. Okay, we'll do that. I'll do that right now. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, wow. Uh, so that, ladies and gentlemen, was uh, Mr. Ken Bottle from Living for the Dead. You can watch that on Hulu. All eight episodes are already on there. And uh, we're going to be taking a short break, uh, but we'll be right back after these few short words from our sponsors here and there. And uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
said, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, to Greetings from Beyond Radio. Vicki, your impressions on Mr. Baldwin? What, what a freaking fun show. You know that I suffer from a medical condition known as resting bee face, but I couldn't <laughs> keep on my resting bee face. The, the man has such good energy. Yes. You cannot yes. help but smile around him. You just can't help yourself, even me. You, I, and, and that's a feat in itself because I've tried and it, it's <laughs> no. it, it's been a futile attempt. Uh, but regardless, um, yes, uh, the first time I watched the very first episode, he's the one that stood out the most because his approach when it comes to investigating the paranormal was amazing. Uh, Raymond uh, G. Newsom says, or if you're in the central Kentucky area, you can come see him in person next weekend. Um, I wish. Um, I'm in South Florida. And so. I'm in freaking Utah. So unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Uh, but I'm sure we will cross paths one day. And uh, yes, the, the energy he gives off, you know, first and foremost, the first thing I picked up off of him was his empathy. He is definitely empathic. And I myself am empathic. And you, you know, that is something that you pick up on. It's like you can pick up on your on your own people. And uh the fact that he was utilizing tarot cards to actually tap into whatever was there going on, not only with the person, which is you know predominantly the key, but also what's going on around them. And uh I even witnessed him connect with a house, which is I've never seen that done through tarot. I've seen that done through psychic medium, you know, when there's the house is alive with so much activity, but he did it through tarot. The tarot, as we were discussing before the show even started, is simply just a tool that helps hone and focus your skills, which you already have. He is a psychic medium, regardless. It's just that he's learned how to better hone his skills through tarot reading. Wouldn't we agree on that? Yeah. And, and it's amazing that if you have somebody who actually deals with that to bring that into an investigation, I do a thing where I have all of my team members who have ability. We do, we become human, um, basically we do this thing and you know, I've, I've made you go through it. The two second game where you're using your ability as, as opposed to your brain. So um, we're basically live pendulums <laughs> for lack of a better term so that we do that. So every single thing that you can bring to the table as an investigator, as someone who is truly in this to help people. And that's what also stood out to me with him is, and the show is genuinely wanting to help people and people are better off after they've had contact with them. And that's, that's what it's about. It's very far and few between where I actually, um, I didn't shed a tear, but I got emotional on, on a few of those episodes because you could tell they brought relief to the people that were, being impacted by by whatever was going on in in the area sometimes it was uh a, a hotel or or it was an actual uh historical location and you can tell that they brought answers in where they didn't have answers before 
And that in itself is the reason why one of the many reasons that paranormal research and investigating exists is just not to catalog the phenomenon, but also to help the people that are being harassed or feel they're being harassed by something they don't understand. Having this team go in and give them the answers that they've been seeking out for so long is truly the epitome of what paranormal investigation should be today. And I, I kind of feel that we've broken away in a lot of the shows. We've broken away from that. And it was refreshing to see that Living for the Dead has actually found a way to bring it together and work together as a team and showcase their abilities. That and I, is amazing. And what he said at the beginning where they came together and they didn't have any titles. They didn't right. have one person in charge. You and I both came from a team where people were given BS titles yeah. to, you know, make person, you know, maybe a little higher on the rankings here and to manipulate people using those titles. And, you know, for example, like, yeah, on my team, I may be the head psychic medium. Let's call you founder, just like my team. I'm the founding member. Okay. We'll leave but it at that. Every member of my team is asked to use their psychic ability. Every single team member does a walkthrough without knowledge. Every single team member participates in my two second game. So every team member is given the opportunity to grow their skills on the team. I came from, there was one person who was the psychic on the team and was very threatened. And we were not allowed to exercise any ability. We weren't allowed to develop ours. And so I learned from non-examples, my team never really had titles. You didn't have any BS duties. There were people that were better at certain things than others. So if they wanted to take on that role for that particular case, to, hey, take it on, you know, run with it. But truly not having positions of authority and letting everybody do their thing. And I think that that is, is key to having the chemistry that that particular show has with those members. And for those of you wondering uh, why we're still on the air, and it's only really for the next you know few minutes, uh, points of discussion. That's really what this is all about. Uh, POD, uh, it's the first time we actually get to use this because we've been planning to use it for you know so many shows since we started season two, but we haven't really had the opportunity. Um, this is points of discussion and yes, uh, nothing but rave reviews for Mr. Ken Bogle because he really, like you said earlier, when we first started POD uh, or, or as we started POD was he has this ability, this light, and he brings out that light in everybody else. And that's really what this is all about yep. because imagine right now you're a scared client and you don't know, you know, it's either fight or flight, right? And you bring in Mr. Vogel and he makes you feel safe. He makes you feel like it's it's going to be okay. Don't yep. worry. Yep. And that's the key to helping. That is managing a case correctly. And yep. it's helping the client out. Um, and I think with his empathy too, he's able to, whatever situation he would go in and whatever he would tell the client, he would do it in such a manner that the client would not be insulted. 
They would not feel right. like he was being condescending to him. It That's just so important that just who he is and how he comes across, it's invaluable, honestly, for someone who really needs some help. I'm definitely going to be, well, was it Mary that I have to email there for an appointment? Is that yes. Who's <laughs> yes. Uh, there, there's so many people out there too. And this is one of the reasons that when Greetings from Beyond Radio first started was our mission statement was to actually showcase not only well-known people out there in the paranormal field, but also showcase people that are not that well-known because they do help. And uh, that's really what this the paranormal field should be. You know, the one thing that's always discussed and it's floated for many, many years, dare I say it's well over a decade now, and we've heard the term para-unity. And I've always stated this, para-unity cannot exist when a human being gets involved because their ego gets involved. But it is possible if it becomes a behavior by helping others in the field to help others that need help. And that in itself, I think, is the key. If we can find an ingredient, a way, a, a recipe, if you will, where we can actually utilize that, I think we'd be better off realizing that we're all just the same underneath this great blue sky we call Earth and, and just say, you know what, we're all in this together. Don't you agree? Yeah. And we all just see things from different perspectives. And I should not feel threatened because you have a different perspective than I do. I Correct. should be welcoming and I should hear. And that's one of the things that I have always, you know what? you are practicing this or you believe in that, hey, come join the team. Let me hear what you think. Let me hear your perspective. Because if we only stay within our own mindset and our inner dialogue, we're not going to learn anything. And if we don't learn anything, how can we ultimately help people? Because we need to be open-minded. I agree. Um, from our producer, not only did they help the living, but in some episodes, they help the spirits slash location as well. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Um, that in itself is, is telling the whole story right there. We need to start realizing everything has a story. We have a story. A location has a story. And there are spirits that have a story within that location. And it's up to us to tell that story and share it with the world. And sometimes, and I, I remember speaking to a, a psychic medium that said they were getting uh, dreams from uh, how uh, um, they uh, spirit and its family died. They were simple farmers, peanut farmers, and they all died literally out in this huge field in this little shack. And she kept getting all these dreams over and over and over and over again. It wasn't a case. It wasn't an investigation. It wasn't something like that. It was a dream. But all they wanted was their story to be told. And you know what? Soon after that, the dream stopped. And that's mm -hmm. usually all it takes. Yep. Have you had situations like that, Vicki? Yeah. Um, there, there's. I've always said, as far as when it comes to cases, I've always said I have two clients, the living and the spirits. And whatever I can do for those spirits ultimately is going to help the living. And literally there are times when all that person wanted somebody to know is, you know what? Somebody did me wrong. 
and I just need somebody to hear me for a minute, just hear my story. And absolutely it's happened before. And that's why I say, I don't have one client. I have at least two. And again, people need to look at it from that perspective. You know, one of my pet peeves are people that come in and they're disrespectful to the spirits that are there. They're provoking, they're treating them like, you know, trained monkeys in a circus or something. And, you know, I mean, you, you, these are human beings. They just don't have their body. Well, uh, what was that old saying? We're, we're all spirits experiencing a, uh, a yeah, physical human experience, experience, a yeah. human experience. And, and I, I really, truly believe that our, our true essence is within us. Yeah. It's not what we dress. It's not how we look on the outside. It's what's in us. And what we present to, to the outside world is ultimately what matters. That's why I stated during the show when we had Ken on is I refuse to have any negative postings run through my story on, you know, where or any place for that matter. If I see it, that person is gone or I ghost them for a little bit until they can calm down because there's no need for it. You know, I, I've always believed that the if you want more positive things to happen in your life, but all you post about is negative things, I got news for you you're going to be waiting for a long, long time because that's what's you're, that's what you're attracting from the universe. Yeah. Like attracts like. Exactly. You hit it right on the nose. And as far as I'm concerned, there's way too much of that going on in the world nowadays. Why, why even give it a stage and a spotlight to show and share with everybody else when all you can, all you have to do is just share funny things or positive things mm -hmm. i i've very seldom as of late i don't know about you but I, I barely go on 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 any any social media platform now of course i have to because of what i do but i felt i did a, a good thing today oh, i feel like i do a good thing every day but you know at least one thing you know that way i'm not that bad of a guy um but there was a client and she felt that you know with her dog's impending possible doom because she needs to come up with the money to help remove a cancerous tumor that they found in the dog. She had fears, fears that her dog was not going to go to heaven. Do dogs go to heaven? Do their souls go to heaven? Or um, do they stay trapped here? And I said, listen, this is my belief, just mine. I believe they do. I believe they also can stay around us and assist us through our transition of their transition to being spirit. And I'm still reeling from the effects of having lost my dog of 13 and a half years, Odin, back in um, August 17th of this year. And I still remember him to this very, very day. Uh, Nevada State Prison Paranormal. So proud of you. I agree. We need positive energy. And at my prison, the spirits are so good. And it's because I do not allow negativity or those who want to call the spirits just demons. Thank you. We needed to hear that. Uh, from one demonologist going to you guys, I'm sick and tired of all these teams that go in there and call everything and anything demonic. I'm sure I speak for Vicky on that. But Vicky, go ahead. Share, share your opinion. Thank you, Nevada. Yeah, as, 
as far as you were talking about animals, I mean, what I've been shown about particular animals is that they hang around for a while with their owners. And then when they're ready, then they go to where they're going. And it's, it's not, um, it's nothing but positive. There's, there's no dire situation when it comes to that. And I think a lot of times I'm referred to, um, I have therapist friends who have a lot of people who are suffering from loss and they've had multiple sessions through therapy. And if they're open to it, they say, Hey, why don't you call this person here? And they will have a session with me and they get the validation that we are living here. We live and maintain our personalities on the other side. We have the same emotions. We just don't have a body. And once they realize that that person is that same person, that they still love them, that they still can see when, you know, their grandchild graduates from high school, you're just not going to see them in their physical body. That makes a huge difference. And uh, go on. You know, I would recommend, um, of course, you'd have to, you know, make sure they're a legit psychic medium, but um, anybody that you have seen stuck in the grief process, I would suggest they get in touch with someone spiritual and be able to make that connection and know that there's something way beyond what we experience in our body. Uh, Jen, if you could possibly share uh, Vicki's information on how people can get in contact with her for a reading uh, in the in the meantime, also Vicki share with everyone as well. If you want to get in touch with me, you want to um, have a reading, you can send me an email at nancy38true at aol.com. And, or you can find me on Facebook, readings by Vicki, V-I-C-K-I-E, make sure it's spelled correctly. Um, also, if you are experiencing any type of activity in your home, you can contact me through the same email address, nancy 38 aol.com. And sometimes I can, uh, it's not even a matter of being bothered with having a team come out. I do a lot of my stuff remotely. I would just need for you to message me and send me some pictures of the inside of your house and I can take care of things that way too. And for those of you that want to keep in contact with me, uh, everything Rich Valdez, demonologist, um, that's my fan page. And um, uh, no offense to anyone, I'm trying to keep my uh, private page private. Uh, I've been removing a lot of people from there that I don't know. I don't even know how they got there. And I'd like to make it a private uh, Facebook page. But uh, I've made it available when... Uh, myself available when it comes to the fan page to to eli roth presents the legion of exorcists so <clears throat> we're gonna shoot off of here and uh we will revisit everything that has to do with greetings from beyond radio um uh i think next week if i'm not mistaken uh jen correct me if i'm wrong because usually we're, we're trying to set up for every two weeks having a guest but we may have a guest coming up next week if i'm not mistaken uh but um we will be back uh on wednesday our regularly scheduled program of wednesdays um or yes please contact jen um right down there 
Jen, gfbrmanagement at gmail.com for inquiries for myself uh, for anything when it has to do with interviews or any conventions. And uh, she's one of the best managers out there that I know. But, you know, then again, you know, she, uh, I'm kind of like. Uh, Might be a little yeah. biased. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, we will be back. Stay tuned. It'll be Wednesdays, usual time, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Um, we made a special exception for Mr. Boggle to be on the show for Thursday instead. But we will be back before you know it. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, live life. Don't let life live you. And peace be still. <laughs>